Sean Pesh, Ranmore Fund Management founder. Sean, after about a week of consolidation, we've seen huge sell-offs yet again in some of the big growth names in the US. Meta, PayPal, Spotify, to name a few. Let's start with Facebook or Meta, rather. One of the fangs, a big component of the US indices, therefore big exposure to all passive investors. This is something that you've noted, one of the large risks about being passive for a while now. But before we get into that, what were the main drivers for a 22% sell-off in after-hours trade? Yeah, thanks, Justin. Um, look, it was a big move. And I think more than just the percentages, because 20%, you know, it sounds big. But I think these the problem is these companies are absolute giants. And if you look at, if you look at Facebook, I mean, it fell $200 billion after-hours. So we haven't even seen that wiped out from investors' savings. You know, PayPal lost $50 billion day before 200 billion since July Netflix 65 billion last week you know, Tesla 100 billion so these are massive numbers and they are really hitting investors and investors are going to find that out in the next uh, in the next fact sheet so and the problem is you know so so what what drove it well there are a few factors the one is that the, the these companies are so large I mean if you think that there are 7.8 billion people on the planet and you take out China and you take out the very young and you take out the very old. You know, Facebook with their 2.9 billion users, it's pretty saturated. And look at the, the daily, month, daily um, number of users um, in every region, pretty much every region, it's flatlined or down. And, uh, and, not, and that's slowing users. Now, then think about how much time those users are spending on the platform. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm spending less time on Facebook than I did a few years ago. And my children aren't spending any time on Facebook. It's all Snapchat and, and TikTok. So, you know, the, the problem is these companies are just so big. And, and just to give you an idea, I mean, Apple, look, Apple grew revenue 11%. Amazing. Okay. But they offered no guidance. Uh, Apple's, you know, it's a megalodon. They, they, their revenue in the quarter was $124 billion. That is six times Procter & Gamble's quarterly revenue. And if you look at just their growth, their 12 billion that they grew by is twice McDonald's entire quarterly revenue. You know, so how on earth do you grow off, off that? And you can, you can bet on this growth continuing. You can be my guest. But, but, you know, Facebook and PayPal should be a warning as to what happens when it stops. That's the first point. The second point is, you know, there's been structural change. And, and it's interesting because advertisers can't get access to the underlying um, the underlying users because Apple has changed their iOS availability in terms of what allowing um, people like Facebook to get access to the underlying users. And, and what surprises me is Zuckerberg's been telling everybody about this. And, and they even spoke about it at length last quarter. And I don't know whether it's all because so much money is held by passive funds or the short sellers have been blown out of the water, but I find it just staggering that people are surprised by this. You know, and 84% of brokers still rate Facebook a buy. So, you know, so yeah, so I think that's that's the that's the the next point. Um, inflation, that's another problem. And you might think, I mean, it wasn't long ago when all the fund managers out there were saying, "Don't worry about inflation. All you got to do is be in great companies, and they can pass on inflation." Of course, what Facebook said to us last night, or Meta, is that their customers are are being affected by inflation. And when you look at the likes of Procter and Gamble, which had sales up six percent, but it had cost of sales up sixteen percent, how do they? How do they make up for that cost of sales? Well, they have to try and do that from, from SG&A, and part of that is advertising. And so if you've got less advertising money to spend and you now have more options because you've got Snapchat and you've got 
you know, TikTok and you've got uh, Pinterest and all these guys, Etsy and all these guys, well, you're going to you're going to spread it around. And so so inflation is affecting these companies indirectly. And of course, we've got Amazon tonight. And last quarter, last quarter, Amazon was complaining about steel prices because that's what they build their warehouses with. And and what do their vehicles use? Their vehicles use fuel. And and what about the wage inflation that um, that that they were out there scurrying around when everybody was ordering stuff online and they were paying top dollar for for their employees and there's always a bit of a lag because you're not giving them a wage increase and it comes through so I wouldn't hold my breath for Amazon tonight and every single analyst of the 59 broker analysts rate Amazon a buy. So, Sean, this is something that you've been talking passionate about for at least the last year: the active versus passive debate. Passive is known as the safe haven. You invest in the indices and the indices only go up. However, of late, these big, large caps, there's a, a concentration risk that is attached to the indices. Do you just want to talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely, um, Justin. And, and the problem is, you know, this is an issue. It's not just, it doesn't just affect the people who are living in California. You, know, you look at how much money South Africans have taken out overseas, either directly or have invested directly in, um, directly into feeder funds in South Africa, uh, it's been a tricky time because, as I've said before, the wind's been blowing in one direction for 14 years. And, and the only, I mean, there are very few funds out there that don't own these large companies, very few, because it's been a career risk not to. You know, things have just been getting better and the P's just been going up and interest rates have been low and it's been really hard. And even you even finding value funds, funds that call themselves value, that purport to be value, who have capitulated and own these companies. And, and, and you know, that's often the sign that you're at the you're at the turning point. Um, I mean, we have none. We have seven, eight percent in technology and I. I'm happy to talk about you know, which one and why. And, uh, and, and the problem is, so these, these, you know, it's not just the direct funds and they've gone offshore and, and, and bought fast passive funds. And, and the thing with passive funds is, I guess you save a few basis points on the fees, but, you know, who's happy about having saved 30 basis points or whatever the number is when you're staring into the abyss with these large companies that are down by these numbers? So, so I think it's a case of everybody's been sitting at the restaurant ordering very expensive bottles of wine and uh, because, you know, quality costs and now the bill's arrived and everyone's rushing off to the bathroom trying to avoid having to pay it. But the bill needs to be paid and it's been paid. And it's not being paid by value investors. I can tell you that. Zuckerberg has cited the metaverse as the next big growth driver for Facebook. What exactly is the metaverse, Sean? I've struggled to get my head around it and I don't completely understand. And that's why I'm going to come to you. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully you're in good company then, Justin, because I mean, what was the image? It's sort of, it's some imaginary thing that you go surfing with Mark. I mean, I don't know, to be honest. Uh, and uh, it's supposedly the next big thing that's been driving the, yeah, but I, I'm the wrong guy to ask. And unless it makes money, I'm not interested. <laughs> and, uh, and right now it's still at the investing stage. And what do they talk about technology? They, talk, they don't talk about the leading edge. They talk about the bleeding edge. So uh, we'll wait until that's further down the, the line. But there's going to be a land. I mean, if it is a big thing, there's going to be a land grab. And they're not going to be the only people who are going to be competing for that space. Sean, something that is close to your heart, valuation. The sell-off means Meta is now trading on a price to earnings of 17 times. That's not overly demanding, is it? Well, I don't believe that. 
you know, to be honest, that's a that's a forecast. And and let's just look at how how bad this could go. Okay, so there's a couple of points here. You, know, you look at the youth of today. What do they What do they spend time on? They spend time on Snapchat. And uh, well, Snapchat's market cap is 52 billion. Meta's is 700 billion after the fall. Okay. Um, and the second point I'd also make is that a lot of investors out there talk to free cash flow yields. And with free cash flow yields, you add back stock-based compensation. So that's, that's the big thing because they say, well, we don't pay our staff, you know, staff cash and the share options. But then what they have to do is they have to buy back those shares from those, once those options have been exercised. And that consumes a huge amount of free cash. And it's quite interesting. I mean, Tesla's shares are up 5% in the last year because of all the share options that have been exercised. Snapchats are up 22% in the last three years. Microsoft spent half their money last quarter on uh, buying back stock just to offset the, the share option dilution. PayPal, PayPal spent 80% of the cash flow that they say they generated. I mean, it's about 100% of the cash flow I think they generated, just buying back shares to offset the dilution. So all this cash flow that these companies are generating is actually not going to shareholders in the form of dividends. It's not going to companies to reduce the shares out there. It's going to pay employees indirectly. And so I don't think they're cheap. And I don't think, you know, 17 times earnings. I mean, who knows? I mean, just, just to give you an idea, you know, we've got, um, we've got Hewlett Packard. It's our second largest position. And if you look at what Microsoft's been saying and AMD have been saying, the PC market is really strong. Okay, so, so they've grown earnings 67% over the last year. Uh, there's fewer PC manufacturers and printer manufacturers now than there were a few years ago. Chip shortages actually give them pricing power because they sell the most expensive components, but it's a nine times earnings. And, and it's a $40 billion company. So don't buy a passive index thinking you're going to get big exposure to Hewlett Packard. You're not. And, and the other important thing is they've bought back 30% of their shares in the last three years. So, you know, you, if you want exposure to these dynamics and these growth dynamics, you don't have to get it via the big companies and you're not going to get it via the big indices. You're only going to get it from active value. Sean, I'm talking Netflix, Meta and PayPal now. Let's put them in a basket. All mega caps, all hit by 20 to 25% following earnings. But Sean, this hasn't got anything to do with earnings or earnings misses, or it does somewhat is this more of a culmination of all macro and micro headwinds coming together at once? Yeah, I think that's well put, actually. Um, I mean, if you look at those companies together, they add up to about 5.5% of the index. Okay, That is 50% more than the weighting in all energy companies in the index. And Exxon released their results the other day. It went up 7% two days ago. So, you know, you can just see everybody's on the wrong side of the seesaw. I mentioned this a few times. And I think you're getting inflation, valuation, slowing growth, um, investor concentration. And I would encourage, I would encourage, I put a LinkedIn and a tweet out this morning. And if people can't find it, by all means, have a look. There's a great interview with Jeremy Grantham, which I think it's 37 minutes. It's 37 minutes well spent. You don't want to be invested in the market without listening to that grandmaster, as I call him you know, with more than 50 years uh, of investment experience and and some of the things he talks about. He has been around the block, but I think hanging your hat on a low forward earnings multiple on some earnings that might or might not, you know, transpire in a year's time is is a dangerous exercise. So when people tell me Meta's cheap on 17 times earnings, it's only cheap if those earnings materialize and it's only cheap if those earnings make its way to me as an investor. And if not, it's not cheap. 
Looks like Jeremy Grantham's going to have to replace 40 minutes of the Bachelorette this evening, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean, what are your thoughts on Apple and Alphabet's investment propositions following their earnings? Positive. Do you feel that there's space for pain there? Uh, Justin, look, Alphabet's results were phenomenal. And if there was one tech company that I had to own, and you know, it would be that company. Uh, uh, Apple, great results, 11% revenue growth. As I mentioned earlier, it's just, you know, it's going to be hard. Elephants, it's elephants don't gallop. Um, but, but it is just a massive company and it's just going to become ever harder and harder for them to grow. Uh, so yeah, at least, but, but certainly Alphabet, I couldn't find a chink in that armor. Amazon's earnings tonight, one feels like the market's at a tipping point, an earnings miss and a gloomy outlook could throw the market off edge. What are you expecting? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, I'm not expecting, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not expecting good things from Amazon. And I'm amazed that 100% of analysts uh, rate the company a buy. I, I think you've got wage inflation, you've got steel inflation, you've got fuel. I think people are out shopping a little bit more. Um, I think there's more competition for the advertising budget. So I find it hard to believe uh, the content costs have gone up more. So for Amazon Prime, we've seen that with Netflix. So I find it hard to believe that Amazon is going to beat on the upside. And actually, last quarter wasn't so good anyway. So it's rather ironic that, you know, at the same time as Jeff Bezos is uh, unveiling his massive ship that they're busy building, that they have to dismantle some bridge in Holland to get it out. Um, but, uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath for Amazon's results tonight. And we certainly don't own any. 